Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. I'm sorry, I missed last week, kids. Life just got in the way. I did not have time to sit down and talk Star Wars with you. I was devastated, heartbroken. I'm so sorry. It sometimes happens. I know you're forgiving. But we did have a special Force Center this week, a closer look at Bloodline by Claudia Gray. That review did very well. You guys enjoyed hearing Joseph and I talk about it. So if you have not already, go pick up Bloodline, number one, two, finish the book, Three, catch our review over on Force Center, plus the uh, main show on Tuesdays, uh, where we uh, record another one uh, this weekend that you guys are going to enjoy. You guys have been such a great support. We love 
talking to you here on the Force Center podcast feed. The last time we were together, you and I, we uh, talked about my favorite subject uh, in the Star Wars universe as a fan, and that is Get Obi-Wan Kenobi, a standalone movie. Uh, this is uh, no secret. We've talked about it ad nauseum, and I, I dare say this won't be the last time we talk about it, but I want you and McGregor in the Jedi cloak again with a lightsaber covered in sand. I want him on the desert, and uh, since he said in a recent interview that he was not going to campaign officially to be in an Obi-Wan movie because he didn't feel it was proper, he's a nice gentleman, and I, I understand where he's coming from, I felt it was on us to start a hashtag to communicate around the world we need ourselves an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie and maybe some speed uh, could get behind this movement and Disney Lucasfilm could not ignore us fans anymore. Um, you know, you have to grassroots it, people. One small step for Star Wars nerds, one giant leap for Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is what we're going to do. So I, I asked you guys if, uh, if you guys had uh, any thoughts on uh, what hashtag we should use. And I, of course, went to the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to see if you guys had any. We had a lot of good choices, including... I liked Armchair Media's choice. Hashtag now. They also said hashtag Obi-Wan. Pretty simple. That was a good choice. Uh, we uh, also had, uh, sliding down the list, hashtag Kenobi Story. This is from Chris Whitehead at o, uh, OSIris292. Or is it Orisis? Chris, I like Kenobi Story. Uh, we also uh, have... Um, uh, Craig at CD, uh, Dolishel, 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 you guys got some great names. I love these names. He, I like this one. Hashtag help us Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. Just the entire long hashtag. Uh, Jeff, not Emma at Jeff, not Emma. I don't know where the confusion is, but it's Jeff, not Emma, who says hashtag Obi-Wan. I like that one. Peter at Benny underscore R-Y-N. Obi in the Gobi. I like that one. And uh, we got Crazy Old Man Kenobi movie. Byron Smith at Byron underscore BS. That's a good choice. Dave Donovan checks it often using the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Love Dave's stuff. He says, hashtag give us Kenobi. I like that. That's a good choice, too. So... Hmm, where do we go with this? I wasn't anticipating so many good choices. I guess I underestimate all of uh, the interest in Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. I guess me and Joseph Scrimshaw aren't the only ones who want this. Oh, our friend Darren Height. He has a good one. Give us Obi-Wan. Hashtag give us Obi-Wan. We have got, we have got to come together and choose one. So, I'm going to... I'm going to make some tough decisions. I'm going to make some command decisions here. Just like Admiral Akbar would, or just like General Maydean would. I'm going to make a command decision and choose two, and then put it to you guys, and then we check in under hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, and then you use the hashtag you want. My finalists are in this great competition. No prizes at the end unless it's a Kenobi movie. I'm going to go with Dave Donovan's at David75Donovan. 
Hashtag give us Kenobi. And I'm going to go with Craig Wh- uh, Chris Whiteheads. Sorry. Sorry, Craig. Going with Chris. Chris Whitehead at OSIRIS292. Or as I say, Oriceris. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. We're going with his hashtag, hashtag Kenobi story. All right. So those are your choices. Hashtag Kenobi story or hashtag give us Kenobi. The Kenobi story, it's kind of succinct. It's to the point. It's what a hashtag should be. But at the same time, Dave's tells us the story. It gets our point across. Hashtag give us Kenobi. I don't know. I'm going to let you guys decide. I see positives on both. You guys are great. All right. The honorable mention again to Jeff Not Emma at Jeff Not Emma for hashtag Obi-Wan. Uh, we're going to find some way to use that in a normal conversation. Obi-Wan should be a verb. Um, so that is that. That's our choices. You guys let me know, and it will be the official Spotlight Star Wars campaign for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Thinking of Obi-Wan got me thinking about the prequels. The whole drive behind this is prequels might have left us wanting more, but we always can agree that Ewan McGregor did great and deserves Deserves another chance to don the cloak. So I thought, what other characters in the prequels deserve, not necessarily a standalone movie, but in some kind of way, another go around? The full attention on them could be a book, could be a storyline in a book, could be a comic, could be they appear in another movie. Or maybe they do get... The standalone movie. The anthology film. The anthology film. That is what I was thinking about today. So I came up with three. And in a way, I'll admit mine might be somewhat of the obvious choices. But I'm just going to put them out there like I do. It's just me talking to you about Star Wars. I'm going to put these out there. And then, you know, I don't know. We can vote again. We can do a lot of votes. Or you can just tell me what you think and maybe some of your choices. I, I do think there was a lot of characters in the prequels that had, had something to them or potentially something to them. And, you know, the prequels didn't deliver as much as we wanted. And for some of you, they didn't deliver at all. Or for some of you, like maybe me or Jennifer Landa, they didn't deliver at all. Then over the course of time, we started to come around on them. Then we met Joseph Scrimshaw. And then we, we kind of are like, all right, I'm okay with them. Uh, existing and being there, and there's some cool things to pull from them. So these are the characters, I think. We should pull in some form. And again, they may have appeared in other forms already, but I think I think it's time to redo them and focus on them a little bit more. Number three is the father of our favorite bounty hunter, Boba Fett, Jango Fett. Now, I gotta say, Jango Fett was a little little too much at first. It was, hey guys, you know how you all liked Boba Fett. Here's his dad, same armor, different colors, go buy the action figures. It always kind of reeked of, of that to me in story, but I was waiting. It was, I was intrigued 
And we all kind of thought, we all knew going into Attack of the Clones, we're going to get ourselves a young Boba Fett. And I, th- I don't think Daniel Logan did a bad job portraying young Boba Fett. I think one of the more touching moments of the prequels is him in that brief second holding his father's helmet. It's a great, it's a great shot. There's a lot of great shots. Lucas can, can composite a good shot along with his, his team. Um, but I wasn't a huge fan of Django. And I, and I got to say, I'm still not a huge fan of Django because it was kind of a been there, done that. This is a different version of something we've already seen. It would have rather than gone maybe in a different direction. Um, but there's something to Django being at the time the best bounty hunter. And the fact that he was sought out by the Camino cloners and maybe sought out by Dooku. Zyphodeus and all those guys. The fact that he appeared on the scene in story. Again, I love getting into that story bubble and analyzing and talking about things as they are in the story, not as a a fan and a real human looking at a property and and looking at a decision a filmmaker or storyteller made. In story, Django Fett had some weight to him. There was a reason they wanted to make the clones based around this guy. He got some skills. He's got mad skills, yo. That's right. I said it. Give me more Django Fett. Because I almost want, in some way, to see what all the hubbub was about. And again, I wasn't happy with the decision to just basically, here's Boba Fett in another version. Wink, wink. So now here's a chance to flush this character out before... Uh, attack the clones just kind of uh you know what got him there why was he as powerful as as he was short run comic series maybe i don't think you need a book at least a book not focused on Django. but i'd like to hear some more stories as to why why he ended up there because if boba fett was as cool as we all came to love him uh and and think he is i I gotta think Django was worthy of it He's got the sonic depth charges, which are my favorite sound in the Star Wars universe. He had Slave 1, passed that on to Boba Fett, essentially. So, I want more of that. I want more of Django. I want an exploratory story. You can make it just for me. Ken, you can title the story, Ken, Here's Why. Just all about Django. There had to be something there. And now that we have a chance to rewrite canon... And anything that may have come before with Django. I think he appeared in some video games. I'm sure there were some other areas. And please, by all means, point to me with some of the legend stories that you like that if Django's in them, that I can look at and go, okay, I can see. But again, we have a chance to rebuild it. So make it seem worthwhile. Make the character of Django Fett earn his place in the Star Wars story as the clone, as the, the person who became an army. I'd be curious to see what they could do with that. Number two, he had a lot of screen time. And he was cool. But I think we all can agree, still came up a little short. And that is the baddest Jedi in the land, Mace Windu. I love that Sam Jackson was in Star Wars because he was a fan. And word got out and word got back. And Mace Windu became Sam Jackson. Now, Mace Windy was a character that existed in other drafts of Lucas's The Star Wars scripts and stories. 
So I like that they turned that character over to Sam Jackson. And in the days leading up, and when I say days, I mean months and years. Why not just say that? I don't know. In the time leading up to The Phantom Menace, when word came out that Sam Jackson was going to be in Star Wars, it was like, yes, the dude from Pulp Fiction is going to go crazy on the galaxy. Now, of course, looking back, I think even these days, if Sam Jackson was suddenly cast in Star Wars and hadn't been in the prequels, we would realize he wasn't going to be Sam Jackson from those movies that we love him from. It was going to be a Star Wars version. But still, and I, I, I don't have a problem with how the character was played, a withdrawn, quiet, calm, powerful Jedi. Stoic. But there was a lot of stoic characters in the prequels. And I think we all agree that some of the things that the prequels needed was a little more blast of personality, a little more, a little more flavor. And I think you had Samuel L. Jackson there in a role that you could have just let him loose on the galaxy a little bit more. Just a little bit more than being a quiet, wise old master. We know he's powerful, technically. Technically, he's got the win over Palpatine. He, he was there. I mean, it's not the official win, uh, but he defeated him. He was defeating the Emperor. Now, whether or not the Emperor let that happen, and it happened as he had foreseen, uh, you could make that argument. But Mace was there. He was in the ring. He was throwing punches. He was fighting back. And then he goes out. He goes out because Anakin came in with a run-in. Cuts off his arm, it's over, falls to his death. Not a bad way to go. Other Star Wars characters have gone in worse ways. But I remember when Mace flew out the window and he's dying, I, I sat there in the theater and I thought, that's it, huh? That's it. Halfway through the final movie, Mace is gone. We got to see him sit around a lot, contemplate. We did get to see him cut off Django's head. A little bit of action. But even then, it was limited. So, I'd like to know more about Mace. He was good in some of the books that are now legends. Labyrinth of Evil is a key character. Great in the uh, first version of the Clone Wars comic. And and good in the Clone Wars, uh, the longer series. But I would like another chance with Mace. And this one you could do as a standalone film. You could do an anthology. Maybe not a Mace Windu movie. But there could be some reason. Cast, uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan's being cast in everything. Uh, find a good, another, another strong black actor to go into that role. I'd like to see Mace... To quote my friend Hal Rudnick at Screen Junkies, at the height of his powers. Not older, wiser, contemplative, and somewhat stern and stubborn and grouchy. Put him in the field. Put him in the field. And I'd like to know more about Mace. Rebuild that character up. Mace Windu book? Maybe not. Mace Windu comic? Maybe. In the first Clone Wars cartoon series, there was a uh, great episode where Mace is just kicking ass. And it, and it makes sense. He is 
perhaps the most powerful Jedi, fight-wise, I think, in the galaxy. Yoda's Yoda. Don't want to take anything away from Yoda. But you got that sense that Mace was the number one guy. He had a purple lightsaber, for Christ's sake. You got the sense that Mace knew what he was doing, and people knew that Mace knew what he was doing. So I'd like to have that chance to... I don't think they did Mace completely wrong in the prequels, but at this point in, in his career and at this point in his story, Mace just came off as a little more reserved than I would have liked. He's a Jedi. That's what Jedi are supposed to do. He's supposed to contemplate, meditate, think. And he was certainly menacing. You got the sense that Mace was a, a person you didn't want to tick off. So I think they did it okay in the prequels. But it left me wanting more about that character. Whereas with Django, I need to maybe be convinced a little bit. Mace, I'm convinced. Now I just want to hear the stories. Make Mace bigger. Comic series could do that. I really like the, uh, the idea of the uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin comic series they got going now with Marvel. It's not my favorite of uh, the Marvel. It's got some different things in it. But I love the idea, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with that series as long as they're uh, going to go with it. I think it's probably another short-run series. It seems to be what they're doing um, with a lot of these. But, uh, I, you know, Mace could show up in there, and we could get a little bit more. But, again, I don't need a Mace Windu novel. But I, I'd like to see a little bit more from the biggest, baddest Jedi in the land. Did he always have a purple lightsaber? I don't know. I want to find out. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before I get to number one, an honorable mention of a character in the prequels that uh, I'd like to see more of. And I think we all thought we were going to see more of in the prequels. Um, you eventually saw more of this character in the Clone Wars, and it was a a Legends uh, character at the time, an expanded universe universe character. Uh, And that is uh, the bounty hunter Aura Singh. Um, Came out of the expanded universe for sure, but ended up in the prequels. In the shot, uh, there's the, uh, I don't know, uh, famous is the word, not quite iconic, but there's a shot, a well-known shot of her overlooking the uh, pod race, the Boonti Eve Classic, standing up there on the uh, balcony. Uh, a fearsome-looking female with a uh, shaved head into a warlike ponytail, big rifle, red jump shoot suit. And uh, we all saw the Phantom Menace. We're like, well, who's that? That character seems to have some kind of importance. The camera seemed to focus on her. And then you kind of, in the you know, this is the early days. Wikipedia wasn't around. And you found out, oh, it's a bounty hunter. And it's the one Aura Singh and appeared in this book or that comic and blah, blah, blah. But it was interesting because she made it into the prequels and became canon and is canon. So I, uh, I've always been fascinated with that character. And there was a time when it seemed as though... Lucas had hinted, Lucas himself had hinted that uh, you were going to see more of the character in the prequels. So in Attack of the Clones, that was one I was telling my friends, we're going to Django, we got, we know this character Django Fett's coming, we're going to get some bounty hunter action. This Aura Singh character is going to show up and probably, it looks like she's going to kick ass, and then nothing. Nothing. They're into the Clone Wars. I think uh, Dengar and her used to pile around. Um... And it was cool, but I always thought we could have gotten more. Um, so who knows? Rogue One? A Rogue One Aura Singh cameo. Give me that. Or maybe, hey, maybe somehow in the adventures of not quite young but not quite old Han Solo. But the number one character that I would like to uh, get uh, get another chance to spend some time with is General Grievous. You can go to the first Clone Wars comic uh, cartoon, and uh, a lot of people tell you that is a Grievous that uh, you should fear. It's a badass Grievous, and I agree. The Grievous in the uh, second Clone Wars, the now canon Clone Wars cartoon, uh, good, better, but Revenge of the Sith... This was supposed to be the big baddie. At least it was painted. And that just because it was a picture painted doesn't mean we all uh, 
It was going to be that way. That's just us as an audience. Same with Maul. Well, that's clearly the, nope, nope, it's, he's, he's gone. Uh, Grievous, no promise, no official promise that this was going to be the biggest, baddest cyborg in the land. You know, you still had Palpatine. That was going to be the big baddie. So shame on us for putting too many expectations on poor old General Grievous. But Grievous shows up, and I have always said, I like the design. I can get behind the design. It was a little weird at first. It's like, a, what is he's an alien. He's got, he's got intestines or guts and a heart. You know, but the lightsabers, the four lightsabers were generally pretty cool. The cape, the magna guards with them. I, I actually really could get behind a lot of the ideas of General Grievous. And then we heard some of the stories um, that came out, and the story of he was an alien, a proud warrior, you kind of manipulated, crashed, saved by the Empire, or what would become the Empire, and kind of turned into this twisted creature, almost all done intentionally, and it was kind of this tragic tale. Um, then there was, you read the books, and it's like, uh, there's uh, how he came about, and there, he made his debut, and I know I've talked about this before in the show, but he's ma- he made his debut, so to speak, in uh, underneath the caverns on Genosis, underneath the, uh, the, the, the pit there, the fighting pit, the arena, and it was like... Uh, it was like Jedi, it was a rumor, there was this monster underneath and it killed Jedi, and cool stuff, man. And then The Labyrinth of Evil, the book uh, by uh, uh, Lucino that uh, came out and preceded Re- Revenge of the, uh, of the Sith, it, you know, it was... Uh, it was a good book, and it was a good representation of Grievous. And then it explained the coughing, which is still today, to this day, one of the biggest things. And and I don't think Labyrinth of Evil are going to double-check. I'm pretty sure it's no longer canon. It's Legends. In fact, I, I know it is now, um, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so now the explanation, it was at the hands of Mace. It was a fight. It was There was a reason. There was an injury that Grievous had. And so going into Sith which Labyrinth of Evil pretty much ended right at the beginning of the battle that, that you pick up in, in in Revenge of the Sith. Grievous was hurt. That cough was something that he suffered, an injury. But now, as it stands now, never officially explained, Grievous is this coughing, hacking, uh, bad guy, twirl the mustache villain, so to speak, and, and uh, he goes out easily, goes out slightly like a chump, you never really got to see him do any damage. Never got to see him kill somebody. There was the the deleted scene of him killing a Jedi that was uh, not included in Sith and therefore is no longer a canon. It wasn't even a deleted scene. It was just cut, gone. And um, Sith, it would have it added some weight to the character. There was nothing to it. It was almost comical. And I don't think Grievous should have come off as comical at all. Again, it's where the prequels fell short a lot. The fight with Obi-Wan had some good moments, but it was silly at times. A little uh, chase, almost as if it was like Indiana Jones and, and the Temple of Doom going in the uh, the uh, mining carts. Uh, Obi-Wan's on the lizard. Grievous is on the little wheel vehicle. And the fight had some okay moments. And then, you know, Obi-Wan takes him out with a blaster, and you got a little bit. He pulls, you see the innards of Grievous, uh, and, it, and it hints at, at a bigger backstory. Gone. Shot, couple blasts. Obi Wan pulls apart this little tiny shield that wouldn't have protected anything. Blast, blast, gone. He burns up. He's dead. No more Grievous. The rest of the movie. That 
may have been one of the most wasted characters in any of the Star Wars stories. I think you had a great design. You could have had an interesting backstory. I'm even okay with the four lightsabers. Give it to me. I like it. He collects the lightsabers of the Jedi he kills. Great. Cough or not, explain it, don't explain it. But you had a, a potentially menacing bad guy that went out like a chump, that went out for a joke. Grievous and other areas has come off okay. Again, like I said, the first Clone Wars comic uh, cartoon, check it out. Um, but I want some more. Again, I don't need a Grievous novel. I'm not saying a Grievous standalone movie. But I want more with that character. I want to give him one more chance to be the big evil. To be sort of like a new Vader at the time. He was like the pre-Vader. Could have been the big monster with the lightsabers. Because don't forget, that's what Vader was in A New Hope. He was the Emperor's dog. As a kid, you kind of grew up thinking, he, he and the Emperor kind of ran things. But really, go back to New Hope. Pay attention to the dialogue that Moti and Tag and some of the other Imperial officers are saying. They're not too afraid of Vader until he chokes the dude. Until he chokes Moti, you're not that afraid of him. You don't get the sense they're like, this guy. The Emperor's little lapdog. This guy. So Grievous could have been that too at the time. I think it was kind of positioned as that. He was the, he was the might for Dooku and Palpatine. Excuse me, Sidious. But I, it didn't come off that way, of course. And the story ended so, so, so bad. I said it was a joke. It was a punchline. It was a punchline for a callback to Obi-Wan Kenobi not liking blasters and hearkening back to a more civilized time. So give me Grievous. Give me some more Grievous. So those are my choices. Jango Fett, Mace Windu, General Grievous. Are there any other characters in the prequels or the prequel era that you want to see more of? That you want to see show up? Or that you want to just see have a second chance, a bit of redemption, so we can get a little bit more? Let me know. Use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. And talk to me. We'll have a conversation. I'll answer more of your questions next time. I've got to run. i got to go. We're going to be recording some Force Centers, some databank brawls. A new Jedi beat is on the way. Guys, thank you so much for subscribing to Force Center on iTunes, on Potomatic, Stitcher, maybe some other area uh, arenas to, uh, to come soon. We're going to expand the brand. And uh, like I said, uh, a lot more coming. We are very happy to have you on board. Follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Follow me at Ken Napsock. Guys, I've got to run. So until next time, may that Force thing kind of sort of always remain around you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.